welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Don Housel. And I'm James Marriott. And welcome to, I think, what is officially going to be the shortest podcast that we've ever done. And there's good reason for that, because um, obviously we are approaching our Owls Together weekend, or your Owls Together weekend, to, to, to be fair. And um, we're going to do a couple of Facebook Live broadcasts over the next couple of days. So we are keeping the content of this podcast about the two games that have just been. And then in terms of upcoming preview, a more general chat, we're going to do that through the medium of Facebook Live. So I should say at this point, if you aren't already connected with us on Facebook, Singing the Blues Pod is our username or you can just search for singing the blues we should come up um so um yeah if you if you like the page and follow us and then you'll be able to see our i, I mean i promise they'll be very interesting facebook lives over the next couple of days um dom let's talk about um the the couple of games then that tony pulis has been in charge at sheffield wednesday uh one point we said last week that three points would be uh very welcome i was like nope six points easy uh the preston game let's we'll talk about formation in a minute let's get this out of the way now so i mean the preston game was kind of changed wasn't it 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 turned on the sending off i was kind of in the john pearson category that i watched a couple times and thought yeah it's a foul but is it a sending off but i seem to be very much in a minority yeah, you really are. It was a daft, ridiculous, reckless, stupid challenge. Does that answer it? No, it was a definite sending off. Um, and he, he cost the team. He cost the team. I, I, you know, for uh, an experienced player like Josh Windass to go in with a high foot when um, he, he got it all wrong. You know, he, he should have gone with his head for a start. And so... To then do that, um, you know, he, he left the referee with no other option but to send him off. Uh, and from that point on, Wednesday were up against it. You know, yeah, I, I actually thought that they started off um, reasonably well, and you could see that, you know, in the five days that Tony Pulis had them on the training ground, what the plan was, which was to play four five one uh, and try and get up and support Josh Windass, um, but then. Callum Patterson's had to move up front after that. And we've established that Tony Pulis doesn't think that Callum Patterson is a striker. Um, and it sort of showed again on Saturday. Um, and it, it was back to the wall, wasn't it? And, um, you know, really, yeah, um, it, it was good that Josh Windass came out so quickly and apologised, really, you know, as he let the team down big time with that. Um, and discipline... Yet again, we talked about it before. It reared its ugly head, you know, and we've we've seen it with Joe Van Aken and Luton, um, Tom Lee's. Uh, you know, you you got to sympathise with for that red card at, at Rotherham, but yeah, certainly discipline in the last month, five weeks um, has been shocking for Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not picking on these players as such, but Sam Hutchinson and Fernando Forestieri left in the summer. They were the two players that had kind of picked up multiple sendings off in their time at, at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and yet this season disciplinary, which has never, I wouldn't say it's been something that's been an issue around the club, just seems to have, for whatever reason, just dropped off a cliff. It's it's weird, isn't it? I can't really see. It's not like the team are particularly playing more aggressively to make it suddenly become an issue. No, I can't really put my, uh, my finger on it on why, They've picked up more red cards and quite a lot of yellows so far this season. I think the, the stat was that after the weekend, you know, discipline-wise, they were the worst in the league. Um, and so, 
uh, yeah, that's clearly something that you know Tony Pulis is going to want to turn around pretty quickly. Um, as you know, Wednesday have got enough injuries without adding suspensions to their problems, and they've missed key players at key points. You know, when you're thinking of the defence, Van Aken being out. Uh, for a number of matches, Kadeem Harris, we've just seen the last three matches. I think, you know, he would have been useful, very um, useful option to have had for Tony Pulis uh, at his disposal. I think he's going to play a lot under Pulis with, um, you know, his pace and being a natural wide player. Um, and the same again, Josh Windass. I'm pretty sure Josh Windass would have been penciled in to start at Swansea. Um, and instead, he's sitting out that game Saturday and Reading. We kind of knew as the as the week went on that it was likely that Kieran Westwood would start, um, and you know, I think because we knew it, what it wasn't a huge surprise. There's kind of been a few questions about whether or not you know he's, he's not been as involved in in training, but does a goalkeeper need that same amount of match fitness? But there was an error there, wasn't there? Uh, oh yeah, no, there was. Um, he said that he um, he slipped, um, and actually, if you look at the replay, he did. I, I actually still thought at the time that he got not bad distance on it. It was a great finish. You can't take away from the volley; it was fantastic. But he'd still be disappointed with Westwood that um, that you know that that was the only shot on target that Preston had. And that was the thing that, you know, Wednesday even with ten men, they still defended manfully. They you know, and they put bodies on the line and they had a good defensive structure and organization about them uh, for long periods. And that was even more uh, prevalent against Swansea uh, last night. So yeah, I think um yeah, all in all uh, it's disappointing, isn't it, that Wednesday only come away with one point from the two away matches, and um, but Pewis, yeah. we've certainly noticed I mean, a difference that, that there's, they've tightened up. I would say at the back, or I think again, you're going to see Wednesday being stubborn and hard to break down, which is exactly what we expected from a Tony Pewis team. And, and exactly what we need from from Sheffield Wednesday right right now. I kind of think with the Preston game, it's difficult to read anything more into it because obviously game plan kind of felt a bit. So it goes out the window so early on, such an early on sending off that it's sort of hard and probably unfair to analyse anything more from that. But you know, we'll we'll move on to the Swansea game where we can probably read a little bit more into it. They've had a few more days to kind of work on on stuff. Um, kind of a kind of a game of two halves in in terms of Wednesday on top in the first half, Swansea kind of coming back into it. Um, that that first half, the, there was some nice stuff played. It was um, quite, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it felt more effective than the way Wednesday have been playing in terms of the fact that, you know, there were, there were chances there. Um, Jordan Rhodes playing in that role that, I mean, I don't think any of us would kind of class him as being a lone striker, but you know he was he, he, he was doing his best with it. I've seen feeding on scraps said a couple of times on social media, but that first half, you kind of think you can sort of see where Tony Pulis is is kind of taking it. Uh, yeah, no, you could. I think on roads, um, you know, what we have to say is, yeah, I don't think the service was great into him, um, and. 
it's not his natural game, is it? Playing up front on his own, it's not. He's got to play in a two. We've said it all the time, and there has to be a supply line for Jordan Rhodes. He's not going to create his own chances. But it's still incredible stat that in the 55 minutes he was on the pitch, he only touched the ball six times. Right, that takes some doing. Um, and he, uh, you know, he did put the the work ethic in and closing down of the defence. You know that was evident and that was there um, from the off. You know you can't fault him for the application that he put in. But yeah, in terms of his influence uh, and Wednesday's ability to get him in the game, it didn't happen, did it? Um, but yeah, no, the actual performance in the first half was very encouraging. Uh, I know some people on social media were suggesting that's the best Wednesday performed this season. And it seems as if they've forgotten that they actually played really well against Cardiff. Um, and Bournemouth, I thought, for long periods were very good. Literally, we're only picking out the wins, James. You know, we don't have to, you know, beat around the bush, do we? And go yeah. very far for where Wednesday performed well this season. They haven't won enough matches. So, you know, we haven't got a real, you know, a lot of body of work or games to go on, have we? But... Um, uh, yeah, the, it was it was a good performance first half, um, but they still didn't test the goalkeeper enough. I would have liked to have seen them um, do more for Adam Reach. Um, that was the best he's played in a while. That was a huge plus point. I thought the goal really lifted him. You could see that he was visibly lifted and gave him more confidence, um, more of the Adam Reach of, of old. Uh, and we got, I think, really the first illustration of what you know we hope there's going to be plenty of. Uh, over the coming years of um, great work from set plays and dead ball situations, uh, a really well-worked corner, um, straight out of the Tony Pulis playbook that he was doing eight years ago when he was in charge of Stoke. Um, So we shouldn't be surprised that the first goal of his reign came from the set piece. But yeah, I'm going to put my doom hat on here and still go that you look at the amount of goals that Wednesday got from open play um, that's still a huge issue and something that Wednesday um, have got to rectify moving forward, without a doubt. And the fact of the matter is, it's a good point at Swansea. It, it was, don't get me wrong. They're fourth in the table. They've only lost twice this season. They're strong at home, difficult to break down themselves. But with Coventry winning, the gap's gone up to five points now between Wednesday and getting out of the relegation zone. And uh, it underlines they need wins on the belt on the board and quickly it, it, I mean it starts to become a really important week uh, ahead and um, I mean you know I think we said that last week and the week before and the week before um, they're all important weeks when you're in the situation that we are but two home games two, two home games back to back you yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just dead important, isn't it? That, that that gap on with with Coventry needs to be much much smaller when when we next sit down and do this at the back end of next week. Um, for all the good things about the first half, the second half it kind of fizzled out a little bit. Wednesday's sitting quite deep, um, and. Uh, the, the goal, Swansea's goal was was a, a great goal in terms of it was a lovely finish, but it kind of feels like there were opportunities for us to to stop that opportunity from happening. Um, do you read much into the fact that Jos van Aken was kind of hoiked off quite quickly after that? I think that Tony Pulis was very unhappy with the part he played in that goal. So, yeah, no, I think that uh, we can definitely read a lot into that, that, um, you know, he was disappointed um, and he expects better than that uh, and it was fascinating 
uh, being close to the the technical areas, and so you could hear um, Tony Peel was barking out a lot of instructions um, and getting his messages uh, across. And uh, we certainly can't accuse him of lacking passion, as we're going to get plenty of that. Um, with him at the helm, uh, and that's for sure, you know. And uh, yeah, I think the, the game plan worked for an hour, um, and then they they, they tired. And um, you know, you look at the subs that Swansea turned to at half time: the double change of Casey Palmer and Andre Ayew. Whereas you look at the options that Wednesday had on the bench, and I'd say they were a little bit maybe chalk and cheese. I think you could see the strength and depth. Um, maybe of Swansea coming to the fore more than what Wednesday. But yeah, the goal itself, like you just said there, James, I think um, not just Van Aken, you could maybe look at Massimo Luongo and Callum Patterson. I think there was an element of ball watching. Um, and so, yeah, you know, without just singling it out on him, it's still great play from IU. You know, you could just see he's a quality player um, and, and why he's probably one of the better forwards in this league and um, yeah, a point from the week so far. I think um, now the two home matches to come, um, there's big pressure on, isn't there, to get a, at least a win on the board. And for Tony Pewis, he's up and running with a point, but yeah, it's victories Wednesday need in their position. Do you, do you feel more optimistic as a result of what we've seen in, you know, week one of the Pulis regime than um, you did a week ago? Uh, I haven't really changed my opinion. I, I'm still... It was, it's exactly what I expect, expected, really, to see from Tony Pulis coming in, um, changing shape, uh, making Wednesday well-organised, well-drilled, um, compacts without the ball, um, and for us to see lots of endeavour um, out of possession, so we've seen plenty of that, but it's still the creativity. It's still the quality. It's that in that final third. It's it's still where are the goals going to come from for Wednesday on a consistent basis? That's what still worries me right now, and that's what's got to change. And and so from, between now and January, Tony Pulis has somehow got to get an extract and get a bit more out of the forward players here. But he needs goals all across the pitch and he needs the injured players back as soon as possible for Wednesday to stop picking up the red cards. Um, and the balance of the squad's not right. He's pointed that out. He stated that. And so I expect there to be big changes starting in January. But Wednesday have to be in a healthy position going into January um, to assist with attracting players and revamping the squad and for Tony Pulis to properly make his mark on the team. Yeah, I, I think well said. And, and um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the days ahead in the, the Facebook Live um, videos that we do in the next couple of days. But um, it, it kind of feels like there's a lot more that we're going to learn about who he really sees as part of this picture moving forward um, as players start coming back and we'll, we'll start to form a, a bit more of a, an idea. Uh, but that is going to wrap us up for this very short kind of mini podcast. Um, as I say, make sure you're following us, uh, connect with us on Facebook. Singing the Blues Pod is our username. Unbelievably, someone already have Dom and James. And I, I don't understand. 
just some person in America that uses it as their actual profile name. Very strange. Um, so keep an eye there. We'll, we'll be doing some Facebook Lives. We'll let you know on Twitter as well as to what times they're going to be. Uh, in the meantime, you can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. Or contact the show on Twitter at Dom and James. Thank you to our goal partners, Title Law Solicitors, who you can find at titlelaw.co.uk. And Wednesday Bet, available to download now. Thank you for joining us. If you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and, well, we'll see you next week and we'll see you on Facebook Live. (laughs) 